0: If you are a new listener of It's Super Effective or you're just coming to this episode because of the interview we did with Jake, the voice actor of Professor Sycamore in the anime, and you want to jump right to that, uh, go ahead and jump to the 25-minute mark in the episode. If you care to listen to the entire episode, if you're a new listener, uh, then please do so. We talk about pizza at the beginning for some odd reason, and uh, it's standard for our episodes to get off-topic right off the bat, so... uh, but We do talk about Pokemon eventually, it's just usually the first 5 to 10 minutes, it's off-topic stuff, and that's normal. Otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, enjoy this episode of It's Super Effective. Thanks! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 186th episode of the Pokemon podcast. It's super effective. I never usually say it like that. That's weird. My name is SBJ, and uh, with me today I have Will.
1: Oh, I'm a little nauseous. Time travel does that to me. All <laughs> right. Going back and forth in time, it makes my stomach a little queasy.
0: We're gonna move right on to Travis. Is here with us today.
2: So when you told me that we were gonna record. I was totally down, but but then I realized that when you said three your time, that meant four my time, which means around five-ish, which is when I usually eat food, I'll still be doing this nonsense. And so, like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes ago, I was about to order pizza, and then I remembered that we were supposed to be doing this thing and i was on the button about to click the order and saw estimated delivery at 4:30 which is going to be smack dab in the middle of this <laughs> and i and i made the sacrifice i did not order the pizza i did consider however whether or not it would be funny if you heard my doorbell ring and heard me go out and pay for the pizza I, I calculated how funny that experience would be into whether or not I would sort of ruin the flow halfway through the show. I made the decision that, that it wasn't worth it and that I'm just going to suffer for the two of you. So uh, <laughs> some thanks are in order. Made, made
1: even worse by the fact that just a few minutes ago I was shoving chicken tenders down my throat and uh, making and you listen to me eat them.
2: And it's times like these where I wish you could email food. <laughs> would you All like right, a but- chicken tender? I would love a chicken tender. Please good. send it as an attachment. Oh, chicken Drop tender! My box favorite food.
0: Me. Before we get into the uh, wormple of the show here,
1: sorry, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Let's
0: yeah, back we're up a second. Stop you there. What pizza place were you ordering from? That's the
1: important question.
0: Does Jets Pizza exist anywhere yes. other than Michigan? Yeah, Where I've, I've never it? heard of it. Back in my small, tiny apartment that I believe you both have been in, there was a Jet's Pizza yep. fairly close, and I am now out of the delivery distance of Jets. No, it's it was Gillies. No, well, Gillies was across the street. Gillies, look, Gillies, Gilly's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gillies. Gilly's. Uh, Jet's Pizza is real good.
1: If I had to hear one more time about how the person in front of you in line won the prize for being like the hundredth customer of the day and you didn't win it, I was gonna just drive out there and be angry. Really? You know
2: what? You know what? The fact that he was the one hundred and first customer, you know, one oh one, what does that remind you of? School? Education? Got <laughs> me. That was a learn that was a learning experience. <laughs>
0: oh yeah okay so now that we got that out of the way jets is a good pizza by the way jets pizza if you would like to sponsor pokemon Pie.
2: this episode of the pokemon Box is brought to you by jets pizza we take a pizza and we and we make it uh we we take four corners but we actually make it eight because everyone wants a corner piece for some reason that's what everyone's all about so that's what we do every square has eight corners
1: if you um, like bread tomatoes and cheese Call us I Jets like,
0: Pizza. I do I do like the corner piece because I I love the bread part of pizza. Oh, yeah, I do too. How I, is I there a
1: corner of... piece on a pizza? Pizzas are circles. Because
0: Jets build, they, they bake them in like a square. Builds. <laughs> they build them.
2: <laughs> jets codes their pizzas so that the front end. <laughs> are they selling Sicilian style?
0: Uh, it's a square it's style, a... man.
1: Yeah, it's. Sicilian style is typically square.
0: It's the Scion XB of pizzas. Oh. It's a, I wouldn't
2: call it a deep dish pizza because that evokes like Chicago style where the majority of it is the, uh, sauce and cheese. Uh, this is deep dish and more like a pan pizza in the sense that the, the majority of the large volume of the pizza is comprised of the actual, uh, the crust. Yeah. That's uh, Sicilian style. And it, I think it tends to be like, I think Jets and other I think it, It's also a big deal in Detroit, that style of pizza. So that's why. lots of Sicilians.
0: There we go. Pizza talk. Only here. (laughs) Pizza talk. Pizza, pizza pizza, pizza talk. So we got a pretty exciting show for you guys. Uh, Will and I interviewed the voice of Professor Sycamore, which is very exciting. He is an awesome dude. His name is Jake Paik. And uh, that will be in the middle segment of the show, so we might not have uh, the most uniform show here. Uh, we did record that yesterday, and so if things, if transitions from segment to segment sound awkward, it's because we are recording everything out of order, but that's okay. Hopefully the show will sound good. Before we get into that interview, we got some Pokemon news to talk about. And not a lot of Pokemon news, because we are in the season of uh, not giving us news. <laughs> Uh, The first bit of news is a little boring, but uh, the complete image and translation set for Blue Shock and Red Flash is available. The only thing uh, worth noting here from this bit of news, if you follow the TCG, is there are 10 different Mewtwo EX cards. Two of them are ultra-rare Mewtwo EX cards. So if you love Mewtwo... EX. EX.
2: Wait, are
1: they different attacks and stuff, or are they just different art and it's all the same attack?
0: Uh, I believe, Comba. I cannot confirm, but I believe some of them are full art, so that does count as a different card. If that makes I sense. mean,
1: that doesn't really answer my question,
0: but alright. So if it counts as full art, it is the same card, except the art is different. So, I think so are, it, are there like it,
1: five it's... different cards with five different attacks, and then they're both regular yeah. and full art? There Is that are. what you're giving me?
0: Alright, I'm looking at some Mewtwo's. I'm seeing I'm seeing six different Mewtwo cards here at the bottom. And what are, are the their attacks, attacks identical? On All their attacks are different.
1: Alright, that answers my question. So I'm
0: seeing six different Mewtwo cards with six different attacks. Oh gosh. I believe two of the six here that I'm looking at, which are probably the ultra rare ones, because they have... Uh, Vanishing Strike, which is spelled wrong, by the way. That is also part of the news. And Psychic Infinity. Like, they have that text across. Vanishing Strike is missing the H. So it's V-A-N-I-S-I-N-G. Huh. Vanishing. Uh, Vanishing Strike. And so I believe those are the ultra rare. It looks like the, the, the Vanishing Strike one is Mewtwo X. And the Psychic Infinity one is Mewtwo Y. And, yeah. And those look like uh, break cards because they're still Mewtwo EX, but they have different moves and they break. No, no, never mind. They do evolve from Mewtwo. Never mind. Disregard. This is uh, what happens when I stop playing the TCG. It just so uh, falls yeah, out of we, my mind. Which
1: one's the good Mewtwo?
0: <laughs> the, real, the one that can do. I can't even remember what the move is called for two double colorless. That
2: one. X Ball?
0: X Ball, yeah. That's the only one. I, I can't
2: wait wins. till the point where. All of the competitive decks run one Mewtwo or another. Yeah, I'm running Mewtwo, Mewtwo. Oh, you're... (laughs) Man, that's so last meta. Like, you gotta run Mewtwo, Lapras, Mewtwo. But which Mewtwo? You gotta know. You gotta be... you, You know. Yeah,
1: Mewtwo EX has Blast Ball, which is similar to that previous one. And then Mega Mewtwo EX has
0: Psychic Infinity. Vanishing Strike. There are. Speaking of Mewtwo, there are two new Pokemon 3DS themes now available in Japan. The theme. The first theme is Pokemon 151 Mewtwo. Uh, it is based off the clothing line of Pokemon 151, which that theme features Mewtwo. I believe that for our listeners, that clothing line is only available in Japan. Uh, the background music is Tower of Mastery from Pokemon X and Y. That theme will cost 200 yen, which I believe is 199 here. When, once it does come out. The second theme is uh, Pokemon Mega Mewtwo and Break Evolutions featuring Mega Mewtwo X and Mega Mewtwo Y, as well as Zoroark Break from Blue Shock. The background music is Battle, uh, (parentheses Mewtwo, from Pokemon X and Y, and will also cost 200 yen. I'll buy them. Don't you Are get all the, the themes?
1: Yeah, uh, all the Pokemon themes. And they need to increase the number of slots for the Shuffler.
0: How many so. did they get? Like six? Five?
1: Uh, it's like ten. Oh, okay, but still not enough for all the Pokemon themes. They There's need to do uh,
0: like a theme bundle where I can get multiple themes at a discount. Because I hate buying, hate buying them at one ninety nine. That's just me. Uh, they, they'll,
2: they'll probably release that at a discount of zero <laughs> yeah. percent. you can get them all in one place for the reduced price of exactly the price it would take to buy all of them
0: separately. We just made it easier to take more of your money faster. Yeah. Do you guys love me too?
2: Eh. I do like Mewtwo.
0: All right, because I got more Mewtwo news coming.
1: I like Mew more than Mewtwo.
0: Well, then you're going to love this news well. Pokemon, the first movie, is to air in cinemas in Australia and New Zealand. What? Again. What? Why Why am I loving
1: this news? news. I'm either Uh, in Australia nor in New Zealand. uh,
0: (laughs) Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo strikes back. Even though, technically, that was his first strike that we saw.
2: Well, actually, actually, Mewtwo appeared briefly in the anime, uh, in in the armor thing, that, we, but we didn't really know, and, and Gary was there. And actually, striking back implies that the other
1: person has struck you first, and you now you are striking back at them. It's not your second strike. I see. So the first strike was the evil scientist creating him in the first place. Really
0: running my joke into the ground. And
2: actually, if you... If you watch the original extended version that, that isn't the 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 awful cut theatrical version that cuts out all the character work of Mewtwo, it, the, the title just, just it makes much more beautiful sense. It's <laughs> actually true though, and the movie's so much better if if you have the extended version
0: of the first movie. There yeah, yeah. Version. Yeah, yeah, there's a
2: whole thing where Mewtwo like makes a pal with I think it's the scientist's daughter, if I remember correctly. Um, The cold open of the movie is a lot longer. Um, Mewtwo makes like a friend. Wait a
0: second, wait a second. Cold open. That sounds like movie jargon.
2: It is. um, So cold open means either in a TV show or a movie, uh, a sequence that appears before the title card. So before it says... Pokemon the first mu- movie Mewtwo strikes back before that appears on the screen anything before that is considered a cold open because you're opening to the movie without being warmed up by the movie telling you what the title of the movie
0: is uh, I don't know. so like in
2: tv shows where you'll have like a brief scene and then it'll end with... Uh, so uh, perfect perfect example in, uh what is it uh what show is it where it has the who and the guy and it's and the guy puts on sunglasses and then yeah X-Files? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the X-Files. Exactly. Miami Vice? The the Archer won't get fooled again is the theme song. It's like CSI or something, right? Hawaii 50? No, I know what you're talking. It is like yeah. uh like CSI. Yes. Archer
0: definitely does that. Too. Yeah. So
2: so like that would be an example of a cold open, a scene that occurs before the either the theme in a, in a TV show or the title card in a movie. But anyways, back to what's
1: important. You're saying that much like Blade Runner, there are seven different versions of the original Pokemon movie, and you can never uh, tell which one you're watching.
2: The final cut is far superior. <laughs>
1: no, I prefer the director's cut. Thank you.
2: Oh, really? You pref- We'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, the, the there are two cuts of the Pokemon, the first movie. The the extended version, I believe, aired in Japan in theaters. I don't remember what the reasoning was for cutting that bit in the States, maybe because we already had enough.
1: These American songs. kids aren't disciplined like those Japanese kids. They can't sit in the movie theater seat for that long. You got to cut guess, this movie down.
2: I'm guessing they had to make the choice between cutting Pikachu's vacation short, which I really love, by the way, or cutting the part of the The cold open to the the feature presentation for for time's sake. I mean, that's speculation on my part.
0: So it looks like uh, these cinemas are called Hoyts. Hoyts? Hoyts?
1: Hoyts, yeah, that's a movie theater chain. I think we have them here in America, too.
0: Oh, okay. There's none in Wisconsin, at least, that I know of. Uh, So that's going to be in. And Steve has never been anywhere other than Wisconsin. That's Obviously. I don't even leave my house. Those are in Australia and New Zealand starting October 8th. Uh, session times will be posted on Hoyt's website in the future. The movie was originally released in Australian cinemas in 1999. On December 2nd, 2015 this movie will be released on Blu-ray and re-released on DVD in Australia and New Zealand. (sighs) While uh, the movie is only itself advertised, the movie has a specified runtime of 96 minutes. That is the exact runtime of the original movie plus Pikachu's Vacation. So it looks like we're getting the uh, original airing why and are they
2: hold open. Why are they doing this?
0: Why now?
2: And, and, why, specific, <laughs> and why specifically Australia and New Zealand? That's because weird. the
0: TCG, cool. Travis, has ten different Mewtwo cards. Maybe But maybe. do they
2: only exist in New in New Zealand and Australia? Oh, no. Maybe
1: Pokemon Zemmerald will be set in Australia and New Zealand and they've really psyched us out.
2: I Making don't know. Oh, did they? Oh, that'll be like, what was it? Didn't, uh, wasn't there something like that that tipped us off that X and Y was going to be in France?
0: It was because he was taking, uh, Masuda was taking a lot of pictures in France. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is like that, but, but in you know, Australia. I don't know. Well, this kind of just, lead, shockingly enough, my news has been leading into each other this episode, which already tells you how great the episode is going to be. So, Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions are making a a debut in Europe on December 20th, but here is the upcoming uh, dates for that, and uh, they will be in Australia a month after the movies start to air again, so I don't know, maybe just Pokemon is just doing a more focus in Australia slash New Zealand? But like... I mean, if you already got the momentum running with the movies and then the symphony... Maybe they're getting their own Pokemon Center. I don't know, but I'm
2: I'm I'm st- like, I, I I mean I don't I don't question their strategy. I, I at this point I think the Pokemon Company, Game Freak at all, Nintendo. I think they know how to make money. <laughs> That's what I'm questioning. But I'm questioning what that marketing discussion was.
0: I mean, it could be coming to the United States. The theaters just could be behind That's compared true. to. Yeah. New Zealand and Australia just right on the same page here. That's true.
1: Or maybe they know something about the Australian economy that we haven't realized yet. Like (laughs) they're about to strike oil or there's going to be world cataclysmic change. And the only place where people will be able to survive is Australia. So they might as well get into that market hardcore now.
2: I figured it out. Wallabies are becoming (laughs) self-aware. Sentient. They really want to go see Pokemon the first movie because they missed it the first time around. That's true.
1: That's Sentient Koalas. Mm, if, so huggably murderous.
0: If you're a listener in Nashville, Tennessee, Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions is coming on October 9th, uh, followed by traveling all the way to Mexico. Not New Mexico, but the original vintage Mexico. OG Old Mexico. OG. Mexico. Uh, so that's going to be uh, October 21st, October 23rd, and October 25th. In a bunch of places, I can't say, but October 23rd is Mexico City.
1: Nice. There
0: we what go. Is uh
1: Guadalajara in there?
0: Yes, that is the first one. And the last yeah. one is, I'm going to butch- butcher this, Montre Nouvelle León.
2: What? I can't tell from the sounds that you're saying what city that could be. How possibly. is it spelled?
0: Uh, Montreyay, M-O-N-T-E-R-R-E-Y. N-U-E-V-O, which is new, I believe, in Monterey Spanish. Moevo. And then Leon, L-E-O-N, but the O has a thingy on top of it.
1: Yeah, Monterey Nuevo Leon.
0: That's what I said.
1: Ugh, not really. You said <laughs> something else. You were like Vivion in there. <laughs> <laughs> butterfly Pokemon.
0: Uh, what else we got here? We got Australia following with four dates, November 13th, 15th, 17th, and... Back to back at the Sydney Opera House on November 20th and 21st. And that's going to be Victoria, Western Australia, South Australia, and New South Wales, Australia. So if you are an Australian listener, you probably know where those are. And uh, then they're coming back to the United States on December 3rd and December 4th at Clearwater, Florida, and then Orlando, Florida, going all the way to the United Kingdom on December 20th uh, in London, England, at the Evan Eventum Apollo Hammersmith. That's is a, that a
3: superhero.
0: That is quite the theater name. And then coming oh, back, man, from... that pizza would have came by like right <laughs> now. Oh,
1: ding dong! It's uh, come pizza.
2: On, coming
0: back to the United States here on I January second, January twenty fourth, and February fifth, Fort Worth, Texas, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and February fifth and Travis's own. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Wait,
2: what? <laughs> Say what? Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Hardcore Grand Rapids life. That's cool.
0: So we'll have to connect on that, Travis. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a buzzword right there, connect. We'll uh, have some
2: synergistic connections regarding the, uh, the composition of our, of our core, <laughs> core, core values. Would
1: you uh, go to Grand Rapids to see it, Steve?
0: Uh, i am I am willing to go to Grand Rapids, definitely to see it and or Travis, uh, but you
1: wouldn't come to washington d c to watch it with me
0: That is true. I could drive my car to a ferry <sighs> though, and put my car onto the ferry
2: for less money you could get in a plane in Chicago and
0: that's fly probably, that's and probably fly. very
2: true. um My best friend actually works for the ferry, so you could like get like a, a a preamble to the visit.
0: So I could... You're saying I could sneak my car onto the ferry and no one would know. He works at the port in in Muskegon, so that wouldn't work. Mm, That's a bummer. Uh, Anyways, uh, either way, uh, I'll make sure that Travis can go so we can get a report on that. Yeah, Get get that Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions report. And that is uh, pretty much all we have for news for you guys today. Not groundbreaking news, but news nonetheless. Also, I heard a rumor that Pokemon Go is coming out in October of 2016, but uh, I could not find any trustworthy articles to verify that.
1: I thought that it said early 2016, and that certainly is not early.
0: No, that's what I heard too, and then when I read that article like a week ago, I was like, oh, I should talk about that. Now I can't find that article, so I don't know how accurate that was. Remove from the you probably internet. Just had
2: a dream about it. It's,
0: that's probably more likely. Um, so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna take a break, and then Travis is going to disappear. We're gonna have a mm-hmm. interview. Travis with. is
2: unable to travel but, back in time with us. The so, funny thing about this is ahead. that is that when you schedule, when you set this all up, you. You just assumed, oh, Travis is gonna be busy. So here's the thing: you were right, but I still <laughs> resent the fact that you made that <laughs> assumption.
0: Ah, uh, well, a,
2: ask me. You were, ro- I mean, you were right. So, so I have no grounds. That, to that's true. Negotiate. So what I think
0: when I think of an interview sec- section, I don't usually prefer to have four people in a recording. <laughs> So you just went with the better one of us, and so I knew that you Will, said it, not me. <laughs> so I knew that Will was not only one an anime watcher—that's true. Two, yeah, a I, Professor Sycamore lover. I,
2: I'm a fan of Professor Sycamore. It's who true.
0: isn't, to be honest?
2: That's true. I that those are very good points. I haven't seen the anime in a very
0: long time. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna have our interview with Jake who is the voice of Professor Sycamore, who is currently still on TV. If, if for any reason you don't watch the anime, yes, they are still running episodes with Professor Sycamore and Ash and Pikachu, as always. And uh so we're going to cut to that, and hopefully you guys enjoy that. And if you did enjoy it, please let us know. that. If you want more of that, please email us, sbj at pkmncast.com. We still have a ton of email questions to answer, do not worry we'll get to them we're just not doing them this episode because of this interview and it's about a 30 minute interview so after the break after that interview is over we're gonna come back and do pokemon of the week and then wrap up today's show so we will be right back We are back from our break, we have uh our surprise guest. We probably actually spoiled it earlier, we're recording this backwards, so my apologies. Uh, I am here with uh Will and I are here with Jake Paik. Hey there, because it rhymes with cake, right?
3: That's correct, you, you nailed it. Uh, th- th- it is rhyming for sure. Awesome, how are you, Jake? I'm great, I'm great. I'm uh, thrilled to be on SBJ. Seriously, uh, I'm, I'm stoked. S T O K E D,
0: that's awesome. Uh so our listeners probably know you best as a voice actor in the Pokemon anime series. Uh do you want to kind of just explain that a little bit? Yeah, for sure, for sure.
3: Uh yeah, I uh, I play Professor Sycamore on uh on, uh Pokemon. You know, maybe some people prefer to know me as the voice of Weepinbell, but um <laughs> uh <laughs> a lot of people do know me as Professor Sycamore, uh who's a who's a pretty rad character. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of those are two of my big uh recurring uh jobs on the show. I've dabbled in some other things as uh well on the show, but those are those are the the, the big guys.
0: Cool, cool. This segment's probably going to be a lot of just questions directed at you uh, cuz you're way more interesting than than Will and I are.
3: Oh, come now. <laughs> I've I've listened to some of the podcasts. You guys are riveting. Don't take that away from yourself. <laughs> I mean, if you're a huge Destiny
1: fan, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. My apologies for not knowing how long X and Y has has been running at this point, but were you voice acting for Pokemon before that, or was Sycamore your first go?
3: I think that Sycamore was my first uh, role on the show, I'm pretty sure. At least the first that aired. I may have, again, I might have dabbled on a couple smaller things, but Sycamore is the first real, uh, like, role role. And then a couple other things came after that. So I think I've been... um, you know, it's been over like two years, I think. Um, you know, spread out over a whole bunch of episodes and things like that. But but about that amount of time,
1: I've been hanging with
3: the good professor.
1: Yeah. So you were you were had a small part in the Genesect movie, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did that come out before or after the X and Y cartoon? That's hard to keep track of. And it can be hard too
3: with recording because you're never like sometimes you might record something and something comes out way like you might record it later, but it comes out way before, you know, so the timelines can get uh, pretty mixed up. But I believe that came after the beginning of uh, X and Y. Uh, So Professor Sycamore probably erupted onto the scene and then later eric kind of mellowed his way into the waters
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i saw i i saw that on your your bolopedia profile of list of voice actors you did both eric and professor sycamore i'm unfamiliar with who eric is in the anime
3: oh it's totally all right i actually i love eric he's like uh He's a, a park ranger at this monstrous Pokemon sanctuary in that movie. And uh, I really like him because he's got a super like mellow California type vibe. Um, And uh, <laughs> it's just the first time I got to play a character like that, like a guy who really loves Pokemon in kind of a different way than Professor Sycamore. He's a lot less um of a he's a more in the field type guy, whereas we obviously know Professor Sycamore is like a lab guy. Um, yeah. But Eric's like super mellow West Coast. Uh, he's like totally into plants and stuff, and I, I loved playing him. He should have a spin off, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of characters in Pokemon that you only see him once or twice, especially in the movies. And that that was the the Genesect movie was the last movie that the states got. I think the Deanse movie is coming this November.
3: Yeah, we do. There's uh, you're, you're talking about the most recent
0: one. Yes
3: yeah for sure that's uh, that is that is uh, I think yeah, just about to drop. that's that there's a lot of buzz about that, um, which I'm pretty sure I can't say anything about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair, that's fair. I just I, I, we try to keep our listeners up to date on what's coming out, and I believe that movie is is this fall, so that's pretty exciting.
3: Yeah, there is, um, I think I can safely say there was a lot of work being done on that, and, uh, I think it, it's ready to get, uh, fired from the animation canon into the <laughs> global sphere of enjoyment.
0: Cool. Let's, let's rewind a little bit. When, you, how did you get the, the voice, uh, of Sycamore? Did you go yeah, to Pokemon? Yeah, how did you get the gig, man? <laughs> what are the details? Yeah, totally.
3: Yeah, I'll give you the deets, the dirt. Um, I was, uh the the uh the studio that does pokemon i had been fortunate enough to be working on some shows at other studios with people that were on that show and so it was kind of like a cross-pollination situation where some opportunities came up and i uh i actually reached out to uh one of the directors there and was like hey like uh because they um Uh, In this case, this director worked with me as a voice actor on other shows, so we heard each other's voices and passed in the studio all the time, but um, I'd never been on Pokemon, and um, I don't think I'd even been into the studio yet. Uh, So I just reached out to him and was like, hey, you've heard my voice in your headphones a lot. (laughs) You know, uh, like, you know, we've fought and we've yelled at each other as different characters. I'm like, but if you ever need anything, you know, and I'm sure I cracked a joke, like, you know, if you ever need me to come in and be some character who dies right away or something not that that happens in pokemon but you know (laughs) if it were for some other program um i was like you know let me know i'll I'll swing by and make some grunting noises or something uh and and i got brought in and i had an opportunity to to read for this character who i uh you know i don't want to make it sound too magical or whatever but it was kind of love at first sight um (laughs) i was able to just connect with the character right away i loved his demeanor and the way he interacted with people in pokemon uh and so i i i I gave him a voice that i that i thought i knew because i felt like i knew the character and i was uh, fortunate enough to to land the role
1: Oh, yeah. And I'll definitely say that uh, Sycamore is probably one of the most loved of the Pokemon professors, even though he's like super new. Yeah. And probably your contribution of your voice acting like is a big contribution to that, Um, that, you know, he seems so approachable and like like really involved with the other characters lives, Um, not just as like an adult authority figure, but as somebody who actually interacts with them like very directly. I agree.
3: <laughs> no, definitely. I agree 100 um, percent. I think some of the most important things to me were making sure that he – because because by no means do I think that he's a person who is just providing information or ever – because we've all had teachers or mentors that kind of just told us things or said what to do. And I just think that uh, Professor Sycamore is so much more involved in everything he does. Like he truly has investment and compassion and, uh, you know, uh, love for the things that he's investing in. Uh, so I wanted to find, uh, you know, do my best to to bring that out in his relationships with the characters and Pokemon.
0: So I was going to ask, but you kind of hit on this. Did when when they brought you in, were were they like, put your own spin on Sycamore or may, we want him to sound more like this or more like that. But it sounds like you just made your voice fit best for what you felt like he should have been.
3: Yeah. You know, it was probably, uh, a little bit of all of that. There may have been something they were looking for that they, you know, they said we, uh, they probably wanted to hear both. They probably wanted to hear like what I brought to it naturally. And then, you know, maybe some adjustments to bring it along in a direction that they were thinking of. Uh, but in the end, you know, what we settled on is something that I think is, is very true and very, very, you know, there's not a single part of me that feels, um, that there's any artifice in there really. Um, Yeah, so I think something that's very real for me and very true to the character and what they wanted.
1: So I I have to know, were you ever asked to try the character with a French accent (laughs) or French intonations? You you know, uh, for the
3: show, I was not – But I have been asked to do French dialects by, you know, people at conventions and things like that. They're like, you know, do you have one? Um, (laughs) And I I, I have done French dialects for – like I did a French dialect for um, Brothers in Arms, the last Brothers in Arms game I did. I played a a French soldier and, uh, you know, busted out a little bit of a French dialect. So, you know, I do my best to like – give those people a few words but um you know like i'm not gonna say i'm super comfortable it would take some work to be able to (laughs) to be able to have a big role with a french dialect
1: yeah i just i find it funny that in the Kalos region it seems like some people have just a very straightforward american accent and then you'll have these fringe characters which have really strong (laughs) french accents for sure because people (laughs) ask me about that they're like do you think you know like what
3: is that and uh I actually, I felt like I connected with that as well because um, one of my best friends is a fluent French speaker. So I ended up getting a whole bunch of just kind of random French words thrown into my, you know, vocabulary uh, <laughs> like, you know, 10 years ago. And some of them just stick there. Uh, so when, you know, you see those things kind of get lobbed out seemingly at random, like I don't even raise an eyebrow. I'm like, for sure, magnifique. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually have another like kind of weird question, but I think the most recent episode where Sycamore appeared and I was looking away from my TV when it was on. So I may be a little off was when Serena won the princess key. And I think there was like a part where Sycamore goes, whoa, and falls out of his chair. Like, did you actually record that independently? or (laughs) or Was that just like taken as a outtake from another recording?
3: Oh, you know what? I would bet that uh, it's all all organic. I mean, because when there's stuff like that, they're they're always really great about, um, you know, when there's anything our characters do, they want us to do it because they, they truly believe that there are an infinity of reactions and lines and whatever. You know what I mean? So even if there's, like, an episode where Professor Sycamore says, like, "But ash, you know, they're not going to go, like, ah, pull a butt and an ash from the ether." <laughs> uh... You know they uh they 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 really do believe that uh the the organic nature of it and you know it, hopefully you know the other actors uh voices and things like that um yeah so my guess is that we probably did lay down that you know that react of <laughs> of me falling out of the chair
0: <laughs> do so. you uh, do you record all the episodes at a studio or and I would assume that that would all be done at like once like oh we have we have you lined up for five episodes so. Can you do all five within this week or something? Or am I totally wrong on that?
3: You know, uh, it kind of changes. Like sometimes there will be a whole lot of stuff that uh, needs to get taken care of, you know, like you said, in one kind of fell swoop. And then sometimes there's information that is slower coming through. So you might only you might only do an episode, you know, uh, at a time. Uh, It's really dependent on, I guess, what state um, the, the, the information coming into the studio is at, you know, because it isn't necessarily all just delivered and ready to knock out I, I, uh, as soon as they can schedule it. Sometimes there's other stuff being dealt with, whether it's mixing or audio or finding out, like, you know, uh, figuring out how many cues each character has. There's a lot of that type of, I guess, I guess you'd call it pre-production or, you know, script prep. Um, so sometimes, uh, I will take care of several in a row, and then other times you might come in and take care of one because that's what that's what we need at that time.
0: OK. Hmm.
1: So have you ever done recordings with the other voice actors in presence or is it always geographically diverse?
3: I'm trying to think uh, for for Pokemon. I'm not sure if we've had a chance to do much group stuff. Um, sometimes it's scheduling. Sometimes it's location. Sometimes it's uh, timing. Uh but, you know, the opportunities for, for other projects where you are able to work with, uh, you know, like multiple talent in one area, obviously it's a totally different dynamic. And, uh, and most of us love it, you know, uh, that opportunity to really jump on each other's cues and be able to, you know, hear the live read and even sometimes, you know, see the people's faces. Uh, it's, it's something that all of us wish, most of us wish you could have
1: every time. Sure, like more organic conversation, even though it's for an animated presentation. <laughs>
0: for sure.
3: You're 100% right.
0: I think that makes sense, though, where like it's it's very different than when you're just reading your lines and then you're reading your lines and you're hearing what they're saying and you can kind of tweak or adjust for your next line.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's like a, you enter a world of hearing your friends say things that then you respond to naturally. And I mean, sometimes you are, again, you're, you're – Seeing your character do the things, you really do enter the world, and it is great when you can hear the other people say the things. Uh, Ideally, it would be awesome if we were all in the same room, but you really, at least I do, like, you kind of zone out, and you can hear... And they are your friends too, because I mean I know all these people. Um and it's so like I go, Oh, you know, that's so and so, that's so and so. And they're sitting there talking to you in character, and it's like, now I'm gonna respond to them in character. And you know, <laughs> you're doing your best to right. to gel the world together
1: and um and yeah, make it make it one organic blob of awesome. So I watch a lot of dubbed anime and stuff and so I could go down like a long rat hole of that kind of stuff but one thing I'm curious about do you actually have video uh, playing when you're recording or do you kind of just freeform it and because I imagine everything's drawn and, and put together before it actually comes around to you doing the English version.
3: Yeah, uh, on um I will say on most shows uh, a lot or all of the animation is already done. Um, for Pokemon quite a bit of it is, and if they ever need to, there are times where they reanimate and I don't mean uh, bring it back to life <laughs> um, like resuscitate that uh no they yeah there are times that they'll uh reanimate or draw things as necessary um, but a lot of times it is it is uh it exists already so it is dubbing and that way we do get to see the video, which is you know oftentimes super helpful because you know if I see that it's like Punched in super close on Sycamore, and he's same saying, saying something that you might not know if it were, uh, you know, something very sincere or something that he's shouting across the hallway. You know, it's super uh, helpful to be able to see the video to help guide you in the the reality
1: of the of the of the scene. It I guess helps guide your expression. Or
3: yeah,
0: your for expressing.
1: sure. Yeah. All
0: right, this is a this is a big question I have. So a lot of times, Pokemon names are hard to say, especially for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for example, the uh, uh, Rayquaza movie, I always thought Rayquaza was Rayquaza, but everyone in that movie says Rayquaza. So, when you're saying different Pokemon's names in the movie, do, who's is there, is there somebody there saying, like, this is the correct pronunciation to make sure that this is how it's said during the show?
3: Oh, Yeah. There is a there's a source or a font, if you will, um that that is uh, that that we go to anytime there's any question. And it's like a series of phone calls. Ultimately, uh, I mean, this, this sounds very mysterious uh, and I guess it's because it kind of is. But anytime there's any kind of question or like anybody needs to double check, which is very uncommon because. Uh, So everybody, you know, has been living with the show for so long that there's rarely a time where anybody is like, wait a second. Is is it like uh, Mewtwo or Mewtwo? Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, generally there's no question about it. But anytime there's any kind of, you know, I'm making this up, but another character that I played on a on a one off episode was, you know, this is going to be an awful example. So I apologize in advance. But uh, (laughs) uh, there's a character named orson you know and if anybody had been like is it orson or is it orson uh there is a channel that you know uh would be called and found out we'd get all that figured out before we lay the stuff down so there's definitely like a right and a wrong and a fact checking system that happens um uh it's rare that that ever has to go down the line but like i said in those in those off chances there's always there's always an answer to be had
0: (laughs) huh that's really interesting
3: there are times, too, like I, uh, you know, I have said a fair amount of Pokemon names and I I know a fair amount of Pokemon. But there's no doubt that there's times like where I, have to, I have to double check. You'd be like, give me one second. Will you will you give me that one again? <laughs> you know? uh, because, uh, yeah, it might be the same thing. You're like, maybe you've read that Pokemon's name a hundred times. But you're like, how is that said out loud?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Is there one that you've had the most difficulty with? Hmm. That's a great question. Uh I know for a fact there
3: are some uh, that I have stumbled over, but I can't think of any of them right now. Um, gosh, I might have to come back to that one. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of one
1: right now.
0: Okay,
1: all right. So, so I had another question. Um, do you do the voice also for the Mega Evolution specials? Oh yeah, well, for Professor Sycamore for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, do you? Um, those are sort of slightly differently. I th- I feel that they're differently oriented. They're not as Uh, targeted towards a younger demographic than the the regular cartoon do you sort of treat that as a different sycamore character or do you kind of feel it's the same sycamore all across all you know between those two different uh cartoon series
3: yeah i agree with you that there is a uh it's very clearly the same world but maybe a different tone or a different lens or something um and for me, I definitely think it's the same—the same Sycamore, same value, same character, same voice—and uh, the only difference is, you know, the the circumstances that that he's put in and, and the things that he's dealing with. Um, you know, sometimes I think the stakes are always pretty high, you know, in a show like this, and um, the stakes are just different in those. Like they are somewhat maybe more, uh, you know, uh, adult or complex. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think. I'm talking in circles a little bit, but it's definitely the same character, just in a in a slightly different set of circumstances.
1: Well, you know, I no, I agree. It's it's complex because uh, right, the main character is somebody who used to be Sycamore's assistant, and kind of his personal mission in the Mega Evolution specials is not necessarily as benign and pure-hearted as Ash. Ash's mission in the world, uh, to, to go out and just be the best. I think actually Alan or Alan is the, is the main character. And he's like, he wants to be the most powerful, which I think is a little different than Ash's wanting to be the very best. So yeah, I can see it's a different tone. Very much so.
3: And they have a complex relationship. People have asked me about that relationship, uh, before. And I think that what I generally say is that I believe that professor Sycamore, um, Always uh, tries to see the best in people, or just does see the best in people. So I think he gives them the benefit of the do- benefit of the doubt and trusts that they will do they will do what's right and what's best. So even in a situation where people might be like, you know, he does, yeah, like you said, he's not as benevolent or, you know, as, you know, oh, gosh, I, you know, I don't want to say something this broad, but is quote unquote good as Ash. I think Professor Sycamore trusts that you know, with his guidance and with support and um, trying to support his actions that, that he'll make the right choices. And um, we will have to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, We still have
1: another one to come. Oh, man. So I, I also had a question. Where do you record out of? What city?
3: Uh, NYC, New York
1: City. New York. Cool. Yeah. So, all entertainment does not come out of los angeles
3: <laughs> a, a ton of it does for sure um but yeah there's uh there's there's quite a bit of fun stuff out here in n y c um uh, the the Pokemon studio is out here, and I know we have uh folks on the show that uh you know are are not all n y c based but there's a good there's a good uh you know contingency of us out here. Enough to have little get togethers and things and to give each other
1: high fives and things like that. So, if people wanted to find you, you'd be at the Pokemon Center in, in downtown, right? You got it. Again,
3: <laughs> it's just like, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Red Genesect, you know, it's like uh, th- that city in that movie. Was very similar to New York City. Like the Pokemon Reserve in there looked just like Central Park. Um, There's a lot of people who were like, this just takes place
1: in NYC. (laughs) So, how did you get into a career of voice acting? Because I know, you know, we have a lot of younger, uh, well, I'm not going to say like really young folks, but, you know, sort of teenagers and young adults who who listen to our podcast and they might be interested in like, how could they also pursue. A career in voice acting totally, and this is a big thing i uh, I love talking about um
3: any any of the conventions I go to, I always do like a uh, an intro to to voice acting panel um, that I invite people to come to where I talk about a lot of the like the basics and like how I got in and how maybe to get in and how you can contribute even if it isn't at a big studio um so it's something that I really try and empower people to do like i said even if you, if you aren't on Pokemon it doesn't mean you can't make a cartoon or work on dubbing and stuff like that um so to answer uh to go back to your question like my route was pretty circuitous and i feel like a, a lot of people's are um very few people are like i went to voice acting school submitted a voice <laughs> acting resume and got a voice acting job um not nah, the perfect was, world like, right there yeah no kidding right <laughs> sign me up for that one um the i worked on a uh, i was working on this like comedy, this sketch on camera sketch comedy thing uh, a number of years ago, probably actually, I don't even know, probably like f- five years ago, maybe. Um, And it was like, I was, I was an actor on it. And one of the producers that was on this, it was about sports. It was like a, uh, a comedy sports show or something. Uh, and one of the producers on set, like we were just chatting. We weren't talking, we weren't talking like biz or anything. We we're just chatting about life probably. Um, but she happened to like keep my resume or look at my resume and ask me something. She's like, "Oh, you do voiceover?" And I did like I had done uh, an independent cartoon, uh, a, ver- a very small, um, a very small like independent cartoon, and I'd done like a couple commercial spots, like very small things. Uh, anyway, so cut to three months, maybe six months later. I don't even know. It could have been more than that. But I get a random email where she uh, reaches out to me. And she's like. It's like, we work together on this. You do voiceover, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I just started working at an animation studio and we're looking for some new people. Would you like to come in? And I was like, absolutely. Uh, so I did. We scheduled an appointment and um, I went into that. I'm not going to say, I, I don't go into anything with like arrogance just because uh, <laughs> that's just not my speed. <laughs> um, but I did go in there being like, I think I know what this will be like. Like there'll be a microphone, you know, like I at
1: least
3: least kind of, uh, I thought I was going to have an idea of what was going to happen. And I did not, I was very wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, they, I got in there and the, the director kind of looked me up and down and like asked me about some stuff. He's like, you ever done this? Like when I show you this, what do you think this is? And like, I was looking at a script of like, you know, cue lines and I'm like, part of a script uh, <laughs> and so we kind of did it, they like worked me through a couple things they were like okay and they just said something simple like this is the main character of this type of cartoon do do that character's voice and I was like oh okay I had to just make up a voice on the spot for this character that I'd never seen before and so I did it and it might have been awful and it might have crashed and burned but they were like Okay, that wasn't awful, um, <laughs> and uh, they they kind of gave me a little bit of coaching. Uh, we 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 met for maybe like an hour, and when I left, the director was like, "He's like, all right, you know, um, thanks for coming in. Uh, you know, if we're if we need you for anything, you know, we'll uh we'll reach out to you." And I, you know, you know, as anybody probably in this situation was like, "Who? Oh, I don't know if I'm ever going to hear from those people ever again." Yeah. Um, and I think like. A week later or something, they reached out to me to come in and kind of do some background stuff, do some very, very small, um, like additional lines and like a character who was on a show that legitimately said like four lines, like count me in and like, let's go guys. Um, (laughs) and they, you know, so we were in the studio for like an hour working on probably those four to six cues, uh, and honestly, that was the start of it. I know I kind of been rambling for a little bit, but that was really where the whole thing started. Um, and slowly but surely, um, I I kept working on it and like gobbled up every opportunity that I could and tried to you know like really really yeah, do as much as I could and grow as much as I could as fast as I could. And opportunities slowly provided themselves to me, um, and I'm I'm incredibly incredibly grateful because uh, you know it's not it's not. always that you uh, get that kind of opportunity even.
1: Yeah. It sounds like it was like a test of your, not only your ability to kind of have technical skills of pronunciation and ability to work with a mic, but also your ability to take direction from that actual director, right. That would bring you in. Um, Did you go to school for drama or did you go to school for like particle physics or did you just (laughs) skip college? (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. In retrospect, I
3: wish I'd gone for particle physics. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I did. I went to school for acting. I did. Uh, I got a. I have a degree in make believe. Um, <laughs> that is. Uh, that's what I did for four years in college. Uh, Was it and, in uh, New York or? Not nah, back in Wisconsin. I got my degree at the University of Wisconsin Stevens Point. I got my BFA in acting there.
0: That's really cool. Uh, probably just a couple more questions before we let you go. Yeah. Before getting into the Pokemon anime where what was your knowledge of Pokemon? Were you like, "Oh, I've played it or like I was really into it or you know I knew of it, but it wasn't my thing
3: I was definitely a fan um i don't like i'm not gonna you know um i I'm not gonna go like uh I don't wanna oversell it, but I definitely owned uh toys uh pokemon bouncy balls pokemon cards like i owned that stuff uh and you know so when the opportunity came up to work uh with a, a franchise on a property that like i was already a fan of and had a pretty pretty strong working knowledge of it was pretty pretty rad you know right yeah yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, uh this kind of you know life circle type thing it's pretty amazing um
0: <laughs> yeah Cool. Uh, complete uh, one eighty here. What uh, What other shows that aren't Pokemon that do you do voice acting on? Um, I was on. Uh, I did Yu Gi
3: Oh uh, for quite a while, uh, and then my my very beloved character um kind of passed into the the nether realms there. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh no.
3: uh, Hey, it happens. Dueling oh, they, is dangerous, they guys. They can
1: always come back.
3: <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, but right now, let's see here. I'm working on Pokemon. Uh, I'm doing a few kind of – let's see. I'm working on a show. Uh, I'm working on a version of Peter Pan right now. Um, that, that's, that's pretty exciting, working with some cool folks on that. Uh, I am also – I'm trying to think of stuff that might be coming out or dropping. We did this show at a studio uh, called Super 4 that's on Netflix – it's definitely targeted uh, for maybe like younger audiences, maybe even like a little bit younger than Pokemon, but that doesn't mean you know anyone wouldn't enjoy it. I don't have uh, one of the main roles on there, but I get to play some pretty awesome supporting characters, so I loved working on that. Like I said, it's called Super Four. I play uh, I play uh, a a helper robot with a super cool old wizard voice. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool. That's uh, great. Like when I when I got the green light to do that voice for a little robot, I was like, yes, <laughs> um, that was fun. Oh, yeah. The show uh, I did a show, a Robin Hood uh, uh, kind of like reboot that dropped, And I think it's on Redbox or something. Um, those are the things that
1: are coming out. Uh, are you doing any yes, live it, acting acting?
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. Great question. Um, I have I'm trying to think. Uh, I do not think I have done any live acting acting in a little bit of time. Uh, my uh, One of my friends uh, from L.A. is spending some time in New York and he dragged me to a couple uh, like improv jams where you kind of just, like hop up and uh, and do some improv. And uh, I've, I've loved improv my entire life. It's, uh, it's something I've, I've always kind of been a part of, uh, you know, drifting in and out a little bit. But that's been really fun. So he and I have hit up a couple of those. But when it comes to on stage or on camera, it's been uh, it's been a little bit a little bit of time since I've done that.
0: Hmm. Cool. Well, I only have one more question. Uh, I don't know if you have any more questions. Well, but my last question would be, uh, as somebody who does voice acting, uh, do you do you watch or maybe at least look at other animated series uh, like Steven Universe, My Little Pony? Uh, anything other popular or, or, go, or any of the good anime like well i see universe or... i feel like is like the <laughs> the most talked about anime on my tw- animated show on my twitter feed right now but like do you look at that and go like well, i know those vo- voice actors or like those voice actors are good or like i kind of wish i played that character i don't know if this question's going yeah
3: no 100 percent, all of the above i would say um you are right like in a lot of cases so many of those people uh, are my are my friends or people or colleagues? You know, like uh, when it comes to Attack on Titan or you know the 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 DBZ folks. Like I uh, have at least had the opportunity to work with those people at conventions and things like that. And like we always have a great time. And it is very uh, it's very much like a family. So any opportunity I get to watch the things, cue them up on Netflix, or if somebody has something new that drops. Um, it's hard to, you know, maybe get through a whole season or something like that, but yeah, it's like listening to your friends or supporting your friends. So I'm always trying to at least give it a, give it a few clicks and watch and, you know, like have somebody be like, Hey, you know, Jessica or Eric, you know, like, Hey, great job on this. Um, yeah. So the, I, I try to consume as much as I can. Uh, th- that's what I'd say too. And about, um, some of my own shows as well, you know, like to, uh, to keep up. Um, on every episode of every show you're in can can be you know I hope that didn't come across as to you know like ooh, <laughs> but uh it can be hard you know what I mean it's so much so much media uh to consume um and I, I still sadly I haven't found a way to not have to eat and sleep but I'm working on it.
1: So I, I have two somewhat related questions. It could be my last questions. The first one would be uh, if there was any story that you could have made into an animated uh film or show or something like that and then you could be a voice actor in it what story would you want to see? Oh wow! What would you want to be part of?
3: <laughs> I've never thought of that Um so I'm just going to kind of like shoot from the hip and see if this makes any sense Um I would love to see if there was like a cool way to do a animated like uh change all the characters to like maybe monsters or animals or something do a version of like Othello, <laughs> and then I could do the voice of whatever character it would be Iago, because I love oh, Iago cool. yeah. Um. <laughs> and like uh i love those types of characters too like he those those complex villains quote unquote villains um i don't even want to call them a villain because anytime i play a villain i don't think they're villains i'm like no no this person thinks they're in the right
1: <laughs> um, yes, people people with dark motivation but yeah way. precisely
3: yeah uh and a lot of some of the most famous characters out there you know people like uh characters like Vegeta you know Vegeta a lot of people obviously his narrative has a lot of arcs to it but especially in the beginning people are like that's a bad guy and i'm like nah that's a guy who just wants to do things his way uh (laughs) um so yeah you know that that'd be a cool thing so if there are any animators out there who are like i've got the perfect monster
1: animal mashup othello uh (laughs) uh sign me up i'm in so then following from that um so you do weepin bell if there was any other pokemon that you could voice (laughs) which one would it be
3: ah that's great uh um, I have to say my, my favorite Pokemon personally, Jake Pakes, not, not Professor Sycamore's or you know, Orson's or anybody else <laughs> like that. Jake Pakes' favorite uh, Pokemon is still Charizard. Um, so if there, was, if there was a way to, to be Charizard, that'd be pretty rad. Um, that's just the first one that jumps to mind. I've got a lot of love for Weepinbell, but obviously there's some, <laughs> there's some major differences between Charizard
1: and Weepinbell. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, you so. can be you can be Charizard Y since Charizard X is already taken. So yeah. there you go. There's an in there you for you. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna fill out like I'm gonna fill out a resume and be like, let's do this. Um, <laughs>
0: awesome. But I've
3: got especially throughout um you know my experience on the show, I've I've grown to love so many other Pokemon, and uh, Garchomp is quickly rising in the uh, in the rankings due to the you know the Sycamore connection. I have a. I have a super cute uh Garchomp t-shirt that I that I usually rock, especially uh if I'm out at any conventions or anything like that. Just to <laughs> like to represent for uh, you know, Sycamore's Sycamore's guy.
0: <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Well, I think uh that's all we got uh for our listeners. Thank you so much, Jake, for hanging out and and uh hanging out with us and answering those questions
3: yeah for sure um, I know if anybody ever if you guys ever want to hit me up or anything like that or anyone else ever has any questions I do my best to like answer say hey and stuff like that especially over Twitter where it's just at Jake Paik at J-A-K-E-P-A-Q-U-E so anytime there's anything else um, feel free to hit me up and uh, thank you so much for having me on this was a blast guys
0: awesome cool thank you uh, when uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back uh, we're gonna tackle our Pokemon of the week uh, so stay with us And we are back. I actually forgot a little bit of news. It's not really news. It's Pokemon Center related. There's a bunch of new items in Pokemon Center. I just wanted to bring those up real quick. There are... Okay. Stand with me. Uh, I'm assuming Pokemon Center is doing really good that they keep releasing new stuff. Uh, Either that or they're just trying to advertise anything. They have now big size plushes. Their little uh, banner says, go big with Plushes." They have like a 10-inch large-size Lugia, a 16.5-inch uh, Pikachu, which is $42, an 8-inch Charizard, uh, $32, large-size Mega Rayquaza $35. So there are some big plushes for big prices. 21-inch tall Fennekin.
1: That's big. That's almost as big as a real Fennekin.
0: Yep, they have a 19.5 inch chest spin. You like Greninja? Well, they got a 10 and 3 fourths inch Greninja, 3299. And a 13.5 inch Froki, 4299. Pokemon Center is here to empty your wallet.
1: And those Kataris, too.
0: Yeah, that was the second thing I was gonna bring up. I don't know what a Katari is, but it's classified under beanbag.
1: It's like a Beanie Baby, except a Pokemon, and it's mostly just a big head.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. I think. Uh, they do have big heads in the picture. I see they got some, and they this is weird. So they have Sleeping Vaporeon, and then Vaporeon Awake, and they have Sleeping Pikachu, and then Awake Pikachu. Uh, they just got Vaporeon, EV, Jolteon, Flareon, Pikachu, and Raichu. Those are your choices here for if you dig beanbag cutie plushes, they are each uh, 10 bucks. So,
1: you gotta get the sleeping and the awake one both.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, how would you not know if they're the Raichu one is actually really sweet. And then mm-hmm. finally, they added the substitute line. Whimsicott's substitute. I don't know if that matters, but uh they have a five inch substitute for twelve ninety nine, and then they have a large size twelve inch substitute for thirty-two ninety nine. They also have some substitute socks. substitute tumbler which is a little plastic glass cup and also a website for blogging also a website for blogging and they also have a shirt and a keychain if you're in the substitute dolls that's cool I like the substitute doll yeah he's real sweet you could uh, put him in your chair in class and then not go to class
1: well except you had to go to class to put the substitute there because he's not gonna walk there himself You
0: don't know that, Will?
2: He can't walk on those legs. Also, I still think it's worth it even if you have to go because then you don't have to stay. You can just go back and sleep. Like, sure, it would be perfect if there were some sort of teleportation technology that would allow the substitute to Zap it in, zap it out. Yeah, I think I should probably just stop advocating that students skip class
0: because it's important. I mean, no, you're drop out of it.
1: School. it actually is not doing anything
2: for you.
0: <sighs> uh, Travis, if you didn't go to school, you possibly wouldn't have learned what a cold open was. Honestly, I would have. <laughs> I think I knew what a cold open was when I was in high school. All right, that's fair. Yeah, because I watched. I watched X-Files. Lost. No, I didn't get into X Files until college. There you go. There's a good reason to stay in college.
2: I probably would have watched X-Files without college.
0: I mean getting a degree is cool. Speaking of X Files, I don't want to get off too off topic, but you would probably... you're
2: also let the record show that that Steve is asking me to talk about X Files. Yeah. That, yeah, that you that, that I cannot be blamed for what's about to happen.
0: We got we had such a good interview just now that we have to mediocre up the show here. <laughs> ah uh okay so i'm not a fan of x files mostly because whatever i just i haven't gotten into it but to yeah. be fair i haven't gotten a, given it a real chance but what reminds me of x files which reminds me of you which i'm recommending to you and our listeners is there is a pod well, not that i need to recommend it because oh, are you can talk
2: about limetown because i have some opinions about limetown uh,
0: i can't talk about limetown but uh, both of these podcasts are way more popular than Pokemon podcasts, so it's not like I'm doing like advertising or anything for them. There's a podcast called Lore. Oh, I love Lore. lore oh, okay, you do? Okay, yeah. cool. That podcast is fantastic. Yeah. And if there's anything I want to do in life, it is just read something that is really cool and then have people listen to it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think he both writes and reads them. Yeah, yeah. yeah he
0: does. Well, he's a writer, so that really helps that he can write the stories and then read them in a not like an audiobook form it is more of like a podcast like i can't think of another podcast where one person is just talking uh the memory palace 99 percent invisible yeah um
2: well there are a lot of them
0: there are yeah. a lot of them but they're very hard to pull off but when they are pulled off they're pulled off really really well mm-hmm. and so if you like it's kind of like pulling um, off please
2: keep it on what would you what uh, would you
0: say Lore would be like more like not like ghost stories but yeah
2: it's like it's like the history behind folk tales the behind like spooky folk tales.
0: Yeah, and each podcast is about 20 minutes long. Uh,
2: it's it's a fantastic show. It's
0: really really good. Let's talk about Lime Town real quick. Do you like it or not?
2: Mostly no. Okay. Um I, I I talked about Lost a bit ago. Um that show really burned me out on shows whose primary hook for you is is mystery and intrigue. Um and it I realize we were only two episodes in, but but um all of Limetown so far has just been uh just providing you one mysterious image after another without giving me other types of content that I would enjoy, like really working on its characters, or um, or giving me like compelling scenes that that are compelling, divorced of their their being an enigma. Um, I tweeted this, and then the official Limetown account was like, "Dog, we only released two episodes. Just keep listening." So I realized that I realized yeah. that I'm making a judgment. I when think they they're only... supposed
0: to have eight total.
2: Yeah. Did they literally refer to you as
1: dog?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Travis, Burrus, they that said. Don't what make did me say very
1: like,
2: they said uh they said something that was strange though. It was like Yo homie. It was like We're only two episodes in. I mean we are only two episodes in. I I realize oh, like, oh. I, I shouldn't they are they are it is a, a text, you know, it was a tweet, so I can't assume right. that was the inflection with which they tweeted it. But I thought it was funny that they would bother <laughs> me. Or that or the, I wasn't even tagging them, right? They were just searching Limetown and responding yeah. to people.
0: So Limetown's <laughs> kind of like cereal, except cereal is based on a real story and Limetown yeah, is, is made up. Uh, I, I, I think I like Limetown. I like it enough that I'm actually excited for episode three, but that's kind of like where it could fall apart. Mm-hmm. where I'm like okay it's not worth it but it is kind of like oh well, it's only like 20 minutes long it's not like a huge commitment that's kind of what made Serial so good it was like well I'm not dedicating an hour to an episode I'm only dedicating 20 minutes Um, but yeah it's a I was like oh this is probably only popular because Serial was so popular but it actually interesting enough Limetown was created over three years ago it just took them that long yeah. to form the story and get the episodes out which then again also worries me. It's like, well, if it took you three years to do two episodes, huh? are you sure you got the other the other seven done?
2: Yeah, I am.
0: Anyways, that's a little bit of podcast talk. Pokemon of the week. We have Garchomp. <laughs> Garchomp. <sighs> Not everyone sound excited.
1: He's a dragon and a, and a
2: ground.
0: He is, a he is a
2: dragon, and he is a ground. <laughs> he yeah. is
0: the gr- the ground. He starts or she. As- he or she. Fifty percent female, fifty percent male.
1: It starts out as a cute little gibble.
2: I love gibble.
1: Then Gible's it
0: becomes cool. a gabite. That's awkward teenage
1: years as a gabite. And then it becomes a garchomp.
0: What's a it's a good name naming scheme.
1: And even though it looks like an airplane, it's a ground
2: type, which is very
0: confusing. It's considered the mock Pokemon. It's a land shark. You know,
2: those things that exist. Land land
0: sharks. Over 200 accounts of land sharks appear every year. Huh. Only you can prevent land shark attacks. Uh, What do we got here for Garchomp? Garchomp can fly at an incredible speed, helped by the fine scales on its body that reduce drag to catch its prey. Garchomp are cave dwellers and are, are are seldom seen in the wild. I, too, have yet to not see Garchomp.
1: Huh? You don't have Garchomps around Milwaukee?
0: No, no Garchomps here. No Hoyt theaters either. They might go hand in hand. Travis is a moveset for Garchomp. Uh, Garchomp's base stats here are 600 with the highest being attack in 130 Pretty good HP at 108, speed 102, its lowest is special attack at 80. What do you got first, Travis?
1: Well, wait, can I just interject and say, for everybody always bragging about its flying ability, it only learns one flying type move. (laughs) How sad is that? It can't (laughs) even learn fly.
0: It can't learn fly.
1: No, only Aerial Ace. Is Aerial Ace on your list of moves
2: for it, Travis? No. So this is a <laughs> this is a pedestrian Garchomp. This is a grounded Garchomp. Yeah,
1: but also um people don't typically mega evolve uh Garchomp. They'll have it on its on their team, but they typically don't bother to mega evolve it.
0: Why is that? What's that's what's what's the D L on that? That's what the, I was
1: gonna that's okay. what I was gonna go into. What yeah, you there think? you go. No, I don't know. Tell me, Travis. So the
2: the main reason is because you get a cut in speed when you Mega Evolve. Um, And with a Pokemon like Garchomp... So yeah, so Mega Garchomp would be great because it has that 170 attack, which would make it great for for just cutting through the enemy team because that's a very, very high stat. But unfortunately... um, with that cut and speed you're not going to outspeed anything and you can't even put a choice scarf on it because it's mega evolved um, so you're better off if you were to do that doing uh, a more tankier moveset but then you find out oh just normal guard chomp is better at that anyway because you can put a tanky item on it which you can't do as as mega guard chomp so it's the combination of the cut and speed and the loss of item um, and so I thought I would go through the um I, I'm just taking this this moveset straight from Smogon because I I, I just assume they know Garchomp better than I do. <laughs> it's one of the most popular uh Pokemon. So uh they recommend Stealth Rock, Earthquake, Dragon Tail, and Fire Blast. It's interesting that um their first recommendation in, in their list of movesets is that the tankier one for this generation, which is different than the niche that garchomp fit in previous generations where he acted uh, as a sweeper often on sandstorm teams to activate sand although here in the in this tank variety they recommend the opposite ability rough skin uh with a rocky helmet meaning if anyone makes him uh, performs a move that makes contact so that's most physical moves and some special they'll take uh 30 damage which will really uh Nick away at them that you might be able to finish them off with uh, an earthquake or a fire blast. Um, the recommended EV spread is 240 to HP, 176 to Defense, and 92 to Speed with an Impish nature. Um, but like I said, it's interesting that that people are finding this generation's uh, metagame to be more suited suited to the the tankier Garchomp with more defenses, more health than the Fast sweeper Garshams we've seen in previous generations. I can't give you all the answers as to why that is. Um, I'm sure part of it has to do with um, wanting to survive Talonflame things and still survive. I don't know. Well, actually, no, that wouldn't really affect it. So I don't know what the exact reasoning is. There's always so many variables when a new generation is coming in, but it looks like people are favoring the tankier ones this generation, which is an
0: interesting tidbit. There you go. Uh Mega Garchomp has the highest base stat total of uh base attack of all non-legendary ground Pokémon. Mega Garchomp also has the highest HP and attack stats of all non-legendary dragon Pokémon. And
1: uh uh just for accuracy's sake, I believe that Rough Skin plus Rocky Helmet is about 23%. Of ah,
0: thank you. The HP, not 30%. Thank you. <laughs> For all your po- the Poké Park lovers out there, Garchomp was in Poké Park, We Pikachu's Adventure, and its sequel, and- but it had no notch on its fin, but he is referred to as male. I believe the notch means they're female? Must be. I didn't
1: know it was a Pokémon that had male really and
0: right. female differences. Uh, the Bowl PTA does show male and female differences here, and I'm looking at them and I can't tell what it is. Look at means. a notch on the tail is which wh- wh- where
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm not looking at the same picture. uh
0: yeah i i mean they're side by side i just i'm i can't look fast enough to tell what the differences are uh appearance wise Garchomp seems to be based off the european dragon various species of sharks including the hammerhead and possibly the dromerisoid or theropod dinosaur its designed also strongly resembles a jet aircraft. There you it's go. True. And if you and get then China, in turn, jet aircrafts resemble like
2: sharks, right? Isn't that or <laughs> like uh, what did what did we model our planes after? It's like after some sort of birds. Hydrodynamic. Well, no, because our our planes don't flap. That's true. They're after like things with long fins. Right? Isn't Fish. that true? Yeah. Those. Exactly.
0: Huntails. Our
2: planes are designed... Imagine a world where our planes were designed after Huntails. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> a world. <laughs> Consider, if you will, a world. Uh, the Twilight
0: Zone. The Twilight Zone. <laughs> shiny Garchomp is uh, pink and purple. Nice. Pretty cool. It's a cool shiny. And, uh, yeah. That's uh that's all we got for Garchomp. Very popular Pokemon still, believe it or not. He is not butter.
2: <laughs> I can see I can see why people like Garchomp. Certainly not in my in my favorites, but not only is it a stellar Pokemon competitively, it's also uh, hits that uh that place where where it kids love it because it's so Oh, it's so cool and has it's a dragon with spikes on it, but then it also um I don't know, I, as an adult I still sort of like its design. Yeah.
0: That is very cool. Well, I think that's our show for you guys today. Hopefully you enjoyed it. A little bit different show than the uh last couple episodes here. Haven't had an interview since I think 150, which was uh Joe from Serabi. So that's cool. If you uh, like Pokemon Podcasts and you want to support Pokemon Podcasts, you can do so by heading over to our Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a uh, like a donation, charity, support, not Kickstarter, but kind of like Kickstarter service. Did a real bad explanation there, but pretty huh. much you, you can go over to Patreon and you can give us a uh, dollar a month. That's $12 a year if you do the math. And if you do so, you get access to our Slack community, which almost has 100 people. And it's uh, great for chit-chatting with other trainers and talking about breeding, trading, battling, um, completing a Pokédex. There's all that going on. There's some off-topic stuff too as well, but uh, very cool and active community. We've been doing buzzwords of the day the last past week, which has been great. And so yeah, if you uh, like Pokémon Podcast and you want to support us, that is a very easy way to do so. If you uh, don't want to give us money and still want to support the show... uh, There's an easy way to do that. You can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. We're trying to get to 500 reviews by the end of the year. I think we are only like 28 away from doing that. So if 28 of you go over to iTunes and leave us a review, uh, that would let us hit our goal, which would be very awesome. And uh, on top of that, if you didn't know, leaving a review in iTunes helps us go up in iTunes, which helps more people find the show. And that is just very helpful. And then the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. The cycle and then we continues get more reviews,
1: just- and we go further up, and more reviews, and further up, and then we're at the top. We're just a we get- parasitic positive feedback <laughs> loop. Yeah, <laughs> we but need we- your reviews. Feed us we get a real sponsor.
0: Yeah, we can get a real sponsor we like real uh,
2: sponsors. Gillies,
0: Gillies, or uh, this pizza. episode of the Bookman Podcast is brought to you by
2: Squarespace. Squarespace, <laughs> build it
0: beautiful. Uh, Squarespace did sponsor us at one point. <laughs>
2: Oh really?
0: Uh, yeah. 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 I they forgot did. about that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, no, Squarespace is sponsor. still great. No, Squarespace is great. Yeah, yeah.
1: You gotta get a sponsor like PokemonCenter.com yeah, 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 that's not gonna happen. All your stuffed flush needs <laughs> come we'll to PokemonCenter.com dot uh, com.
0: Travis, where can they find you? twitter.com dot com slash
2: thetravisw. Keeping it simple today. Awesome. Keeping it simple today
0: is not part of the username. It's
2: just thetravisw.
0: Uh, Will, where can our <laughs> listeners find your voice?
1: Well, let me let me say it this way, um, because I've been really annoyed by everybody. You know, I'm happy everybody rushed out and bought PS4s to get the Taken King so they can play Destiny with us. Several people have done that, and I appreciate that. But I have literally ended every program for pretty much the past year by giving my PSN ID. So if you have to ask me what my <laughs> PSN <laughs> ID is. It makes me think that you actually don't listen to this program.
0: And that disappoints me. They could be cutting it off early. Like, once I start the Patreon spiel, that could be like, all right, it's off. It's
2: just talking about X Files again.
0: Time to turn it off. This is where the real comedy happens.
1: My PSN is washing the sink. Just add me. It doesn't cost you any money to add me. And then I'm like, (laughs) oh, that dude's playing Destiny. Let me hop in there. Trying to
0: get to 500 friends by the end of the year.
1: 500 PSN friends.
0: No, you can only have 200, I think.
1: Ugh. And, uh, you can find me on most Saturdays, probably not this coming Saturday cause I'll be on vacation for crucible Saturday on Twitch. <laughs> um, and you can get the link to that from my Twitter, which is washing the sink
0: as well. Full circle. If you want, you can follow me on Twitter. It is at dragging a lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. It is the best way to uh, stay up to date in case we uh, don't have an episode or we uh, are late on an episode or we're early on an episode, which rarely ever happens. But it'd uh, huh. be probably the best place to find out uh, at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cast, And we are on SoundCloud and Stitcher Radio and iTunes and somehow you know that because you're listening to the show right now but now it is over oh, I this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast Here we are Super
1: Sycamores Good night everyone Botanus Orientalis.